Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, per usual, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I actually feel like we got a fun team in this one. Yeah, all right. I know we've been stringing you guys along with these teams that have been pretty consistent, a lot of turnover from last year. Maybe there's an injury to talk about. Uh, maybe there's a player coming back to talk about, whatever. This is very, you know, very set, very boxed up. But the New York Knicks are not going to be the same team as they were last year. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this team because I think there is some uh, friendly, you know, some fringe player potential here uh, moving forward with the Knicks. So uh, let's let's get right into it. Um, they added a, uh, a a good looking guy named Evan Evan Fournier on the team. Don't don't Google him. Come on now. Don't do Google. not Google Evan Fournier. Just don't do it. Do not do it at all. Uh, they re-signed uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Derrick Rose. Uh, and then they brought in Kimball Walker, which I think uh, we're going to talk about. That. that That to me is the most interesting move here. Uh, they also brought back uh, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and Tom Thibodeau's favorite player in the history of the NBA, Taj Gibson. Shout out Taj Gibson in his 20th, 30th year in the league. Uh, they did lose Alfred Payton, and we no longer say good night, good night, good luck. So sad to see you go of the Alfred Payton point guard saga for the New York Knicks. Uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, they've made some upgrades to that point guard position. The question to me is how much does Kemba play with Derrick Rose there? And do we see some Derrick Rose and Kemba backwards? That um, is, a, is a very valid question because Derrick Rose was, um, you know, fa- uh, shout, out, shout out to Derrick Rose, fantasy relevant last season um, by quite a bit. And uh, especially when he was playing uh, a, lo- a, a lot more of a, a starter's minutes role down the, the, the stretch of the season into the playoffs. Kimba Walker, on the other hand, last, I mean, man, Last season, really kind of, kind of sad, kind of a sad season for Kimba Walker, based on how good Kimba Walker actually is. Still finished 60th in per game value, though. Like I think most people think, like, oh, he was outside the top 100. He was terrible. Like Kimba Walker's so good at basketball. Yeah, and he's going to play. Uh, I would wager starters minutes. I, I don't think it's going to be much more than 31 or 30. Uh, 32 but i well, think I, I him mean, and derrick rose are going to share the ball and does that hurt both of their does that hurt really both of them or is derrick rose kind of stay the same well i think derrick rose can't play much more than 25 minutes for an entire 82 game season like he just can at this he, point he uh doesn't have any needs he's lost even the fake needs that he's had and so you know and these are the other two guys that are probably going to play what maybe maybe 60 games like you got to feel like they're both going to sit out some they both have some injury issues that are feel like they're long-term and sticking around. So you don't love that, but I feel like both Kemba Walker and Derek Rose could be kind of steals in the sense that 
I mean, Kemba Walker more so. Like, if Kemba Walker's going, like, at pick 100 because everyone's worried that Derrick Rose is going to take all his production, like, shouldn't you have Kemba Walker on every one of your teams? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Kemba Walker still – while having a disappointing season, that's usually like the best type of player, uh, a, a, you know, like a top 25 player who's fallen off. People go, damn, that guy's terrible. Yeah. And, it's, and a 31 year old point guard, you know, everyone hates an old point guard for whatever reason. Everybody hates old point guards, but old point guards are crafty. They stay on the floor for a reason. This guy uh, in 32 minutes a game, even though his focal percentage is bad. Kemba did average three, three pointers a game, uh, almost 20 points, five assists four rebounds and a steal and i'm not sure the rebounds stay at four considering all the other uh guys on this team uh but five assists ain't nothing to you know to scoff at yeah and on the right team i mean the if you're punting the field goal and you're punting the blocks like it's a top 50 player yeah if he if, if it all aligns right he could have top 50 value and if it all doesn't align right he's still going to be a pretty late point guard that you can get uh, in the draft. That's going to get you, you know, almost five assists. He's better than Marcus smart y'all. And I, I think you might get it. You might start seeing Mar- uh, him in that area that, that Marcus smart. Uh, late. Well, and let's, let's just put it hundreds. this way. Like, okay. The Knicks have Derek Rose and they have Julius Randall that can handle the ball, but that's not like they have like this abundance of ball handlers. Like I wouldn't be surprised if his assist even ticked up a little bit. Yeah, potentially uh, being on a little bit of a better team. Some of the shooters, some guys who can make some plays. Speaking of Orange Julius, uh, career year, uh, f- absolutely fantastic year. Isn't that his peak? Good question. Julius Randle's been kind of an underrated fantasy guy for a hot second, if you, if you really look at it. Oh, yeah. He's been on the move up the um, – the the fantasy rankings for a few years now turns 27 in november i don't know man i i I mean he was the top 25 player like don't be wrong i'm not picking him there but if julius randall's going in the fourth round aren't you pretty interested oh absolutely 24 points what 10 rebounds six assists running a little point julius out there uh irvin magic julius the only concern I have is he played 37.6, almost 38 minutes per game. Shout out Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, but who's taking his minutes? Nobody. Exactly. Like So he'll probably likely be out there. He is 26. He's coming into his prime. I think a lot of people think he's a little bit older than 26 would be my wager. Um, and I think I feel fairly confident in taking him near near value so if i can get him outside the top 30 i will i would probably be drafting him yeah i i mean as crazy as this sounds if you would have said it a year ago like he's probably a third late third maybe early fourth round pick for me just depending on kind of what my team looks like at that point and where i'm trying to go with it and and all that like i think the assists go down a little bit so i don't think he's going to be like a top 25 per game player this year but I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the top 30. Yeah, I don't have a feel for maybe how the um, general population or general fantasy uh, world, the general fantasy basketball world, is feeling about him going into this season. 
Oh, me neither. I mean, just I think that's anyone who just had a breakout year, though, in some sense. It's like till we get some draft data, like it's hard to peg where people are thinking about this player. Yeah. Are they thinking he's overrated or underrated? And, you know, all it takes is one guy to think he's uh, uh, is underrated to, to take him in the second round. So, you know, I'm going to guess it's it's going to be a split mix with him. And that's usually pretty good because then you can guys who are in like a third who have a third round value um usually end up being when they're when they have a split uh viewpoint on whether they're good or bad usually end up going in the third round so you're going to pay the correct price for right uh you want to guess who was the next best had the most per game value eight cap per game value last year that's on the next roster next season that's on the next roster next season uh i'm gonna go since this feels like a trick question as they all of your fucking questions feel like trick questions tyler uh, Evan Fournier finished 84th. Nolan's Noel finished 82nd. Oh, okay, pretty close. Shout out, Nerland's Noel. Yeah, Nerland's Noel is Nerland's Noel, like he does exactly what you think Nerland's Noel is going to do. That steel block uh, combo is incredibly valuable when it comes to ranking systems, but. Is is Nerland's Noel draftable in the top 100? I don't know about that, but if I need some steals and blocks, it's not the worst pick. And it's also maybe a better pick in like some Roto Leagues where you need some boost in that steal block just because you don't really have anybody. Um, And head-to-head, like his points and all that just kind of drag you down so far that it's hard to make up for it like you'd almost be better off like streaming that spot and getting like somebody who can block a shot tonight than maybe somebody who can block a shot tomorrow and then somebody who can block a shot the next day well there's that and there's also mitchell robinson is uh, you know healthy so you know nerland's noel is that role that 24 minutes seems very reasonable right um the 24 minutes that he played last season is that still in the cards we talk about this all the time. How much can Mitchell Robinson actually play? Like he did get it up to 27 and a half minutes a game, but the fouls are still an issue. And the blocks were actually down last year because he wasn't uh, fouling quite as much. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Mitchell Robinson. I'm, I'm not going to own him in any leagues. I think he's going to be overdrafted again because people are going to get hyped about the blocks. I mean, he finished 104th in per game value. He's Mitchell Robinson. He's fine. If you need some, steals and some blocks and some rebounds but like if you're telling me Nerlens Noel is probably not going to get drafted because he's Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson is going to get drafted like I'll just stream in Nerlens Noel yeah I'll pick him up off the waivers and then you'll I'll get the same pretty much the same stats uh, as you would have got from Mitchell Robinson I do think Mitchell Robinson's minutes do go up a bit um I don't think that really in turn affects your overall production from Nerland's Noel. We've seen what he can do in limited minutes. And we know that even though his points kill you, he is a great uh, little asset to have on your team that you can probably grab in the later rounds, definitely under where he uh, um, currently is being drafted. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be worth more than that. Um, I, I did want to talk about Evan Fournier though. And that's why, that's why I thought that was who we were going to speak about Evan Fournier, I feel Fair like basketball. 
good, just good at basketball. I, I, I think, I think that's... he's got a pretty good spot on this roster. Oh, fact. That's that's for sure. I mean, he's going to slide right into those Reggie Bullock minutes, and yeah. Bullock played thirty a night, so Fournier is going to play thirty a night. And well, how about this? Let me let me throw a little a little, a little curveball in here. Evan Fournier is definitely the most qualified player in the uh, in the in the three spot, right? Like, certainly the most qualified player on this team to play three. Was Not all wrong. around, all around, all around guy. Yep. Um. Who Kevin Knox, Obi Toppin, Alec Burks, they're not really going to be vying for any of those Evan Fournier minutes. And uh, last time I checked, Tom Thibodeau, still the coach of the New York Knicks, I would wager that Evan Fournier's minutes are much higher than 30 minutes per game. That's a safe, probably a safe bet. I mean, in the sense that Thibodeau falls in love with Fournier and just goes crazy with his minutes. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of guys here that Thibodeau might want to play a little bit. And we saw Thibodeau be a little less rigid last year with those, if you know, playing everyone 35, 36 minutes, but you're not wrong that Fournier could be at like 35, but even at 35, like what's he going to do? That's substantially better than what he did last year at 30. Like well, he maybe gives my, you 18 oh, game. Yeah. He maybe gives you three and a half rebounds. He maybe gives you not probably not even still four assists. He well, maybe gets you 1.2 steals. Like that's my, I think, yeah, I think that's my point here is that when you are in that kind of like into the first plateau, beginning of the second plateau, right? If you're in that space, four more minutes a game actually does kind of move the needle a little bit, uh, a right. little bit more when it comes to rankings. Right. And I think Evan Fournier, you're going to see him being drafted out of the top 100 by quite a bit. So not, you're, oh, I, I think you're getting, I, don't, I don't think, I think that's a good value. I, I think, think if, if you're in a casual league, you'll see Evan Fournier out of the top 100. I think he'll get some, some being on the next bump and be a top 70. I want to say 75 top 80 pick, but anyway, I disagree. Here we go with some players you might want to have over Evan Fournier or okay. under Evan Fournier. Robert it. Covington. I love Bob Covington. Give me Bob Covington. Kyle Anderson. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Bob Covington light, dude. I know. That's why I like him. I'd probably go Evan Fournier by a touch. Buddy Heald. Uh, I, you know what? I really don't. I don't. I really don't like having Buddy Healed on my team. But uh, if this is a roto league, I'm going Evan Fournier. If not, I'm going Buddy Healed. Uh, Dejounte Murray. I like me some Dejounte Murray. So Norman Powell. Dejounte. Uh, Evan Fournier. So all of those players finished higher than Evan Fournier last year. Norman Powell actually finished the highest of that group, which might I don't, you know what? I yeah, I don't really like Norman Powell. Uh, not, this, not this year. He had a great year last year. I don't know if I like him as much. At as least him. last year he was Evan Fournier. I mean, Evan Fournier got a little bit more assists. Powell got a little bit more steals and had some better percentages. So yep. it's kind of a a very similar players, which is why I asked the question. I, I also, I also I think, think you're making a good point here is that they're all very, very close in, in value. 
Right. And, and if, if you can get one at, a, at any of those guys at a discount, you should. Right. And so I guess my point is if people are hot on Fournier, I'm not reaching for them. Absolutely not. I would also not be reaching for Fournier on the Knicks. Uh, I, I think we did leave out the greatest uh, RJ on the Knicks, RJ Barrett. Um, young talent. Not a great season. Played 35 minutes. Uh, definitely could score the ball, right, and get rebounds. But his percentages are pretty, pretty trash. So if you're in a head-to-head league, you don't care about percentages, this guy's definitely draftable. I'm looking at RJ Barrett. I, I did think he made some, you know, improvements last season. I, I, did, I do think he is on like a, like like a, an upscale. He's like getting better instead of, you know, not getting better. Right. And he's only, God, he's only 20, 21 years old. He's a kid. Where does he get better? As I, the, the, the question we always fall back to, where does he get better? He's certainly not going to have more assists with like Kemba and Derek Rose on the team. Uh, the rebounds are very solid around six, but are those rebounds going to stay around six? Babe? Perhaps his, his percentage has got to get better. If he doesn't shoot better, you're looking at another pretty oh, mediocre season that's uh, leaving him as a guy who can get you points off the waivers or just a guy who's at the end of your bench getting you points. That's it. I don't, I don't see a huge leap out of RJ Barrett this year. Yeah, I don't, in a standard league, I don't think I'm going to pick R.J. Barrett in any league. Like, I just – I don't really see the path for him being a top 100 player. Like, he's good. He's young. He's getting better, but he's fine. Plus, if you're saying Fournier plays 35 minutes, like, do a couple of those minutes come off R.J. Barrett? Yeah, potentially. The, where And then, you know, you got to put Kim in there and Rose in there. You're rotating those guys in and out. Uh, it is very feasible that R.J. Barrett plays about 30 – 31 minutes a game and you know i don't know where he's going to get a couple extra shots uh i don't know where he's going to get a couple extra assists we didn't see much improvement in the steals or the blocks at all um the rebounds have always kind of been there so you know he might be on a slow increase but hopefully if he continues to slowly increase maybe here in a few years we're talking about him a lot differently but for now, I'm not getting too excited about R.J. Barrett. I do like R.J. Barrett, though, as, a, as like an overall basketball player. I think he's uh, – uh, he might learn some uh, tips and tricks from Kimba Walker while Kimba's there. Fact, he finishes the 149th player in per game, eight cap per game value last year. Like the leap from 149th to 100th is going to be pretty significant. And one path to him doing it would be – I mean, he averaged over a steal a game as a rookie – like if he can get back over a steal a game, like that would be a big boost to his value. I just, I don't know if he can do it. And honestly, I, I he's a guy that like, I'm thinking probably play, he's no way he's playing any more minutes and there was good possibility that he's playing less. And so. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just a tough path for him to get up into that, like top 100 area. And I, I don't know, like, I just feel like there's other players too in that like last couple rounds that I think I'd rather draft than RJ Barrett. Yeah, I'd rather waste my last pick on on somebody with a little higher ceiling, um, even though I think RJ's floor is pretty solid. I don't think he's going to uh, – I don't think he's going to significantly uh, regress 
at all next season. Though, I just want to say, once again, if you're in a deeper league, Taj Gibson was the 168th player, eight cat per game on 20 minutes a game. Just want to tell you this again. If you're in the deeper leagues, Taj Gibson is a very nice across the board asset. He's great. And he was one of very few players. We talked about this in the other episode. He's one of very few players who blocked more than a shot a game, 1.1. Exactly. Almost a steal, 1.1. You know, um, I think it's it's very reasonable that his minutes would be 20. I just want to shout out my boy Taj Gibson. Shout out all former Bulls, uh, including Tom Thibodeau. Uh, This is the the Bulls retirement team, uh, and hopefully they pick up uh, Joe Kim Noah. That'd be, that'd be even cooler. And I think that is it. I don't know if there's, is there anyone else you want to talk on the Knicks? Not at all. Great. Uh, then that's it for the Knicks. I'm Mike Catron, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We will catch you next time for the next team. Thanks for joining us.